And welcome to the Devil's Cut Podcast, a show about all the things that go bump in the night. If it's spooky, scary, or spine tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm your resident man boy possessed by the devil, and I'm here with the skeleton everyone should want in their closet, Eric Rossi. We are joined today, finally, officially, with Spooky Wife. Spooky Wife, the ghostess with the mostest. Hello, hello. Ghostess with the mostest. I like that. This is my catchphrase. Is that is that it? Was that improv? I've never heard it, and I love it. Write it down. TM TM TM. It's mine. Matt Young, I'm back. No, no more Danny. Until the next time we have him. Until the next time there's something, like, extremely specific uh, that we need his <laughs> knowledge on. Uh, no, I I actually, uh, props to him. Thank you, uh, Eric. Uh, thank you, Eric, and thank you, Danny, for holding down the fort uh, while me and and Heather, spooky wife, were, were gone. Uh, it was... Of course. Like I said, it was, it was actually, it was a nice episode. It was fun to listen to the show as an outsider. You know, because I had no part in it. I didn't even come up with the topic. So it was like, it was, it was completely, uh, I was come completely on the outside. It felt good. I was like, oh, let me check out this show that, that I'm subscribed to, but never listened to. <laughs> and we listened to it driving across uh, the big island of Hawaii. So ah, paradise. It was quite fun. Spookiest thing about Hawaii? Anything good? Anything scary? Oh, we Other forgot volcano? to do, we wanted to do the ghost tour. We did, there were ghost tours, um available we just didn't get a chance to do them not enough time uh, not yeah. too much stuff oh no the scariest thing was the all the stuff that girl at the dog the pet store was telling us <laughs> yeah 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 so um obviously context uh we you can pick up that we went to hawaii for for our honeymoon um we while we were there heather was going to take me to uh, it's uh, called it was called kumana caves um which was a a lava tube that was built way, or not built, was created way back uh, in one of the big lava flows. So basically, on the how do the lava tubes work? What it's the a, fuck is a lava yeah. tube? A lava tube is like basically a tube made from like lava that has hardened um, because that's and it's where hollow. it that's where it flowed, and it flowed you know out of there into the ocean, but it left oh, basically a tube. I get it. Like a tunnel. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a tunnel. It's a lava tunnel, cool. technically, but they, they call them lava tubes. That's um, sick. And I've been in one before on Pretty a different metal. island. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to take him to one, but it was, um, they had caution tape up. It was closed. Yeah, we drove all the way over there. There was no like information. It was, it's not like a destination where there's there's like uh, someone at a front desk and they're it's like, like alright, his- you purchased your ticket to go into the lava tube. It's like a historic park. Like it's, you know, there's no person there, but it's a park. Lava tube national park. Exactly. So we, Basically. we drove over there and the whole thing was like caution taped off. And so we we're like, oh, damn, can't, I guess we can't go in. It was kind of a bummer. Wah, but then wah. like the next day we went just to these shops in this local town that was near us. And we we went to a like it was like a dog a pet store like a pet store had for to like, get the little know. pup something yeah so you could get uh, tchotchkes and and souvenirs for your for your pets and we went in there and uh, the the person who was working there she um, 
we, we got to talking to her. She was asking us, because everyone in Hawaii is extremely friendly. At least everybody that we encountered. Um, mm-hmm. And she was just asking us, like, where we were from, like, what we were doing, like, if we saw, like, what things we were going around the island seeing. And we told her, like, oh, we wanted to go to this lava tube, and it was closed off. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, uh, I don't know why it's closed up now, but it's probably because uh, it's been really rainy lately. It was probably really slick, and someone fell and probably died. <laughs> oh, and apparently sucked. that happens a lot um because when it dries um you know if you if it's you, like super slick it's like yes, glass right yeah, yeah it's when it if it's untouched like that and it and it just dries it is it is like marble like glass like it is very slick and very easy to just kind of slip on <laughs> and they were ass. having an uncharacteristically uncharacter- <laughs> wet summer as mm. we all did all over this country yeah. um so she said uh it had been closed several times for uh for that purpose because people have fallen and injured themselves or died or then she was gone ta- missing <laughs> like- yeah, and then she was telling us about how basically there, there's there's not as much uh like murder in, in uh in hawaii as much as just crime. like a lot of bodies turn up because people just go and hike in the wilderness there and end up coming over the waterfall. She told about told us about this time where they had to, like, close one of the big uh, boiling pots waterfall there. Um, they had to close it because they knew a body was coming down the body of water. <laughs> like... Oh, no. Yeah, they were like, like listen, the someone's going to show it up. Was coming. At, <laughs> someone's shown up at some point, so just don't bring your kids here, please. So, sure enough, like, a hiker who went in it without like permission found this body eventually it was like some oh. kid who oh, tried to jump that's sad. you know he tried to do you well, know, yeah, rock so rock, basically like, there's there, that's another place we another location we went to is called the boiling pots and mm-hmm. it's it's like a, a river but there it's like almost a river filled with like little like eddies and tide pools um and but the river flows through it, you know, hard enough sometimes that it, 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 the water, like, cascades over and it looks like a bunch of pots of boiling water. Ooh. Um, but there's cool. certain ones that are, like, have, like, much more, it, they're almost like mini waterfalls. Um, I mean, they're I, all aggressively. They're, like, they look like there's white water, right? Yeah, heavy, heavy flow. They are aggressively flowing, so like, she, all Yeah, of again, them. so this, this really fun, cheery uh, murder pet store owner that was talking to us, you know, <laughs> she was cool. how re- and again, recently, some uh, some kid, like, went and just, like, dove headfirst into one of these things, and it's like, the, the you get, once you get into that, the water is instantly going to smash you to bits against, like, the, the very first rock it can find. So Jeez. it's, like, almost guaranteed yeah, she, uh, bodily harm, if not death. Her words were, basically, there's not a lot of true crime here uh, other than trespassing. Like, that's the only crime committed in Hawaii. I'm, like, the big island, of course. Now, if you go to Honolulu, there, that's a city. There's crime, obviously. It's a city. Um, but like Big when you're talking about city. it is, Hell yeah. it is. I have explained this to him. We ran into that with my family at one point, different story, different day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, other, the other islands, uh, the only like, cr- the biggest crime is usually trespassing and usually ends up in unfortunately death or injury. So, uh, be careful. But other than that, beautiful place. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's not my creepiest. I have one more to share. As what? we were leaving the store, she was like, "It's so lovely to live here, except for the giant centipedes." Oh yeah, apparently there's the what? Yeah, yeah. There's giant centipedes that will give you giant rashes, and they will try to like strangle your arm off. 
the gardeners have to wear like gloves up to their like elbows because they like try to like they will wrap we, around your arm and try to like strength are like, we talking like garden hose like with like how fat are these oh bad yeah, boys? yeah 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 oh yeah let's see if thick can, boys keep on you can keep on talking i'll do a quick google search while you guys are going yeah and this is like we'll, we can post it with the uh with the episode if we yeah, want yeah so this is like second to the last day that we're there and like i have my trip was beautiful gorgeous i loved it i was like i would move here in a heartbeat and then she goes watch out for those big man killings <laughs> centipede <laughs> and i was like oh no maybe not um oh god <laughs> yeah and they will they she said ones like that big will leave a rash on your arm yeah um, like they they're like they're, they're venomous poisonous, but they won't like obviously yeah. you don't have to like you know Get your arm removed. What a monstrosity. uh, That thing was enormous. Yeah. We did not see any of these. She has, though. And uh, her friend kicked it into the road and it got smushed by a truck. So. um, Oh. Yeah. So pretty gigantic. Well, uh, there's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of pretty big um, insect life there. Because, like, for, I mean, the whole uh, fauna situation there is crazy. Because originally... There was no mammals on any of the islands of Hawaii except for like d- dolphins. Yeah, they. You know, um, so because like they just like how would they have gotten there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, so basically, the entire wildlife for the longest time was just like bugs and birds. Bugs, birds, and like amphibians. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but even then, the, we saw there was like one uh, these like geckos. What what did we what were they called? Like, they were, like, I don't know, golden hour or something. Like, these geckos that were, like, blue and green and yellow. They were, like, the coolest. And they were everywhere. But even those weren't from originally. No, they were from Madagascar. (laughs) Some college kid brought his uh, pet lizard to a school, like, university. Mm -hmm. And it got out and made a lot of lizards. (laughs) Pretty much every animal that you see in Hawaii, like, somebody brought there and went, whoops, it's out. (laughs) And yeah. now that island's full of them. It's just Jurassic Park. Yeah, we told yeah. you about the it's rat. reverse Jurassic Park. We told you about the rat mongoose situation. Yeah. yeah the, the, the island the got mongoose. full of rats from the boats that would go there. And then they were like, well, let's bring mongoose to kill the rats. And then they found out that the mongoose don't do anything at night and the rats do everything at night. So now the island's full of mongoose and rats. <laughs> yeah. There's the, the island's full of goats, too. Because the farmers lost from there. Their farms, and then they couldn't. Enough of them lost them that they started to breed, and now there's just, goats, just wild, wild goats. goats all over the island. Yeah, white people ruin everything. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Fuck. It's kind. It's kind of our thing. We saw a very majestic goat with like crazy, like horns, just standing on it. A... Yeah, he was like backlit by the sun, standing over on, on top of a huge rock. During his, like, the beard hair was like blowing in the wind. He it was, was pretty crazy. He was majestic. Um. But yeah, I mean, well, it sounds like it was a fucking wild was, time. It, it was a pretty it wild was. time, but uh, I think that's enough about Hawaii. Uh, the the wedding went great. Uh, it, it was probably the best day we could have we yes. could have had for the on for the an wedding. uncharacteristically, uh, no, on a characteristically characteristically yeah bad luck day we had. Probably the best luck we could have had. The weather yeah. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The colors of the trees were fantastic. Everybody was in good spirits. Everybody was doing well. Everybody dressed so cool. Everybody yeah. dressed so cool. Yeah. We invited everybody to dress uh, a little gothic-y because we had a Friday the 13th wedding and, and our friends and family showed up. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so, yeah. 
couldn't have asked for a better a better day, a better time. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad things went well on the Big Island. Yeah, and it's nice to be back. Yeah, but I think it's time to get to the subject of this week's episode. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of things. Yeah, so what are we talking about so, this week, Eric? Over like the last year, the people in our Discord might be able to identify it, and I've talked to a couple of our friends about it, but like being the one who like is very tapped into like all of the horror news all of the new release stuff i like you know i have all sorts of like twitter uh and like news notifications for when stuff comes out and when stuff gets posted i've like found this weird vein (laughs) of frankenstein stuff we are like in the the middle of a Franken Renaissance right now. Yeah, Frankenstein. <laughs> wow, good one. It is it is so bizarre. It started out like early last year when they started announcing like, oh hey, this project's coming out, and we're announcing that this project's going into early production, and like the strike sure. has definitely pushed things a little bit farther down the line, but like. This year, 2023, has seen an insane spike in Frankenstein content. And I feel like this is like my Pepe Silvia board of like, (laughs) hey, something's happening. I don't know why. I don't know who is is behind all of it. But for whatever reason, Frankenstein is the big ticket monster for 2023 and maybe 2024. We had our vampire years, we had our zombie decade, and it's time for Frankenstein to get out there and make his mark. It's really funny, when you pitched, like, this episode uh, to me, and you had, like, the the reasoning behind it, I kind of pictured you, like, um... Uh, like fucking uh, Christian Bale at the end of Batman Begins when when, when <laughs> Detective Gordon hands him the the Joker playing card, <laughs> like you're like what could this mean? <laughs> and it's, but it's just it's just a box of Frankenstein. I I DVDs. feel like every three months they're like, hey, this new Frankenstein thing's coming out, and I've been like the guy on the corner, like the end of the world is coming. <laughs> Frank is coming. Bing 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 bing. Frankenstein is here. <laughs> I, I felt like a crazy person the last year because no one has taken me seriously, and now we are going into November. The year is coming to a close, and we have probably the most exciting Frankenstein movie I've heard of in decades that just got you know like confirmed. But before we get to that, we have a lot of Frankenstein to cover. Yeah, this is not going to be the you know end all be all history of Frankenstein. No, definitely we not. We are kind of trying to skim the very top of the timeline and look at like twenty, we'll say twenty thirteen, maybe as far back as like two thousand eight to now in this weird trend of frankenstein that's yeah. going on well well actually well i, I kind of want to go back a little bit because well first of all i want to know what any everybody's frankenstein exp levels are <laughs> <laughs> what your frankenstein exposure radiation is yeah yeah like what's your rads level uh in, ter- in terms of frankenstein um i, I th- I'll, I'll take the lead i i have read a lot of different Frankenstein's. I've seen a lot of different Frankenstein's. Have I, you have you read the the titular 
Mary Shelley Frankenstein. Novel. I have never read like the whole thing uh, front to back, mm-hmm. but I've read like different sections of it. Sure. So like I've seen it where like they break the story apart into like different different chunks. Because okay, the yeah. the story of Frankenstein's all over the place. It, it goes really it is. goes from like pre creation to like yeah Frankenstein in Alaska. I do I do yeah I actually do want to kind of do a quick little like overrun of the original story. Real it could be because I I've never read it either, mm-hmm. so I only have the Spark Notes. So ours can be the Spark Notes of the Spark Notes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you've been living under a rock for 300 years, this is what Frankenstein is about. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, I'm surprised how... Because my experience of Frankenstein is basically entirely... You know, it, for all I knew, the the 39 movie was the actual story of Frankenstein. But it is, like, not even close. Oh, no. No. <laughs> and I'll do you one better. I'm pretty sure the very first Frankenstein movie that was ever, like, made was from like 1910 or yeah, something. It's I like think you're right. super 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 old. We're talking um, about my, no uh I think my biggest silent film, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, you're you're lucky there was film. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking yeah. about. They just figured out film. Uh, <laughs> I know my like besides the knowledge of what goes on in the 39 film like and that was almost entirely absorbed through like other pop culture references that's the Boris Kar- Karloff one right yes yes, yes. Yeah. um my knowledge of Frankenstein pretty much exclusively comes from like when Alvin and the Chipmunks met him <laughs> <laughs> yeah all, all, it's okay mine's worse it, it's it's easy to learn a lot about Frankenstein through pop culture because as we'll get into Frankenstein has been a relatively prolific character before Universal got their hands on him. I, I think Frankenstein e- and what let's let's also like get this right out there. We're calling him Frankenstein. We know. We know the doctor is we, Frankenstein. We know the doctor's Frankenstein. Monster. We know he's the monster. I didn't know that for a long time. I'll admit that, but but I know now. In, in terms of like just cultural osmosis and and development, like he's Frankenstein. In I think in like a hundred to one times you encounter that monster, he's gonna be named Frank. Yeah, like you know at this point. So if, if you're a real edgy goth, sometimes he's Adam. Mm. He is referred to as Adam every once in a while. He has lots of different names. Through the edgiest god, he's yes. Prometheus. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. Um. Oh. My knowledge of Frankenstein is super limited. Um. I mean, I've never read Mary Shelley's. I don't. Never. I've always been personally vampire girl. Mm, you're a Dracula mm-hmm. lady. Uh-huh. I've seen those movies. I've seen Dra- the original Dracula. <laughs> I, I have. Rom Stoker's Dracula to read eventually in yeah. full. I think I think Frank I think Frankenstein is is like the only monster that can that can top Dracula in terms of cultural relevance. Yeah, yeah. I I think he solidified himself as a very specific brand. I, like werewolves are right there too, but I I think werewolves are far like, more like generic. Yeah, like as far n- as nobody knows like the branding wolf. Who is the Wolfman, right? Nobody knows. 
Like I'm you, you really can, know. I mean, I'm sure some people do. Someone w- would likely be like, oh, um, "Excuse me, the Wolfman is." I actually learned a lot about this <laughs> this week in this uh, research that the um, the werewolf origins are tied not necessarily in opposition to uh, like Dracula origins, pretty close, but they're together. they're pretty much like one to one. That yeah, it it took a long time for them to be separated as a brand. They were like very closely intermingled for a yeah, long time. If you time. go back into uh not to not to make this a Dracula episode all of a sudden, but yeah, if you actually do go back, vampires traditionally while everyone knows they turn into a swarm of bats, um it's also pretty common for in back in the day for them to be able to turn into wolves too. Like vampires, yeah. traditional vampires could just become a wolf. And it's like, well then what makes them that different from a werewolf? Yeah, they were like shapeshifters. It's they... voluntary, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah. So never read that. Um, my uh, I can tell you my my parents' first date was Young Frankenstein. Oh, adorable. Never seen it. You've never seen Young Frankenstein? Nope. Holy uh, shit! That's right. a, that's we know what we're doing watch. this weekend. Yeah. But uh, but it was my parents' first date. Um, they are no longer together, so I don't know what that mm. means. <laughs> um, I don't think it was uh. <laughs> The first day. Mel Brooks's fault. No, I don't think so. Um, and then the but. one I'm the, <laughs> the one I'm the the Frankenstein I'm most familiar with is the um, the good old Hotel Transylvania Fra- Frankenstein. Oh, okay. <laughs> and his bride. I love them in that movie. Like They're specifically fun. the ones from Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Is it Kevin James? Yes, it is. It I have it. I have it written down here. We're gonna talk about so, it. So, so you you're mostly familiar with the Kevin James Frankenstein, which is exactly. a bold statement for <laughs> exactly. a podcast. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. But the Kevin James Frankenstein is essentially at most of America's consensus on what frankenstein it is the the distillation of like the pop culture frankenstein yeah i mean and and that frankenstein you can attribute to uh, to the the 1939 yes boris karloff frankenstein the 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 green skin even though the movie was in black and white where when did the green skin come up did you ever uh i'm pretty sure it was a poster thing it i mean it's because mm. he's made out of dead people yeah. so like the idea is that yeah, he's rotting uh, flesh rotting. yeah so the green skin the squared off head with the stitches the bolts in the neck uh that's all that's all from that one movie and that movie just catapulted that look for yeah. that character into eternity yes <laughs> it is an iconic look Oh god! And the other Frankenstein um, that I'm most acquainted with is the the horrible Frankenweenie. That movie is so sad. Oh, you don't like Franken? Oh, horrible because sad Cause or sad. horrible because bad? Sad. Horrible because because I like it. It's very it's good. It's it is good, very but sad, it's like but... that is what a depressing basis of a movie. <laughs> Weird, weird background. Weird I don't know what the fuck that was. With Frankenstein's gears getting bolted in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's not horrible. It is a very, it's a very touching It is movie, depressing. But it is, it upsets me greatly. Because um, if I was a child trying to bring my dog back to life, uh, I, yeah, it would probably go the same way. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, a, actually a good uh, segue into what I wanted to talk about is, so, so the, uh, like we said, the, the Kevin James, the di- distilled <laughs> version of Frankenstein, 
that look um, and that version of Frankenstein really all comes from the the the, the movie, not the original movie, because we like you said the nineteen ten one or something like. <laughs> he that. He looks more existed. like the Babadook in the nineteen ten. It's yeah. very scary. Ooh. The nineteen thirty nine Frankenstein, the Boris Car Borlas, Borlas, the Boris Karloff one. Borat. Even that is not is not super accurate. I would say to the to what I know to be the description that Mary Shelley gives. Uh, while he's still large, uh, inexplicably, I guess he only uh, Frank, Frank Doctor Frank and only harvested really big, athletes, big guys, big guys, uh. um, lumberjacks. He's he's big, but um, it, he's described as like fairly like lean too, like his um. And he's not as well put together, and that's saying something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she describes his flesh as like like being like too tight over his muscles that it's you can see the muscles just ripping and tearing through the skin. Very sinewy. Yeah. yeah he's got long like long dark hair. Um, also, the Frankenstein that we come to know in the that we come to know in the movie and have come to know. He he's kind of a a, a simple creature. Yes, he's very um, mono, yeah, monosyllabic. He, yes, he, but in the novel, he's actually very intelligent. He starts off very dumb, but then like really quickly becomes like near genius, like Machiavellian. Yeah, uh, he's an extremely smart monster. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, basically, so and, and this is me. Uh, having done like six Sparknotes crash courses over the course of today on like what the 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 flow of that novel is. So basically, uh Victor Frankenstein, who in the thirty nine movie they changed his name to Henry Frankenstein. That's which is dumb. which is weird. Why? Weird. It, yeah, um especially because I watched the um the Dead Meat kill count about it and James points out the fact that, that essentially makes him Hank Frankenstein, which is like a, which is like a really oh, weird no. move to make. Yeah, what the heck? And but then there's also another character that they added whose name is Victor. <laughs> bad choices. Yeah, just bad wild choices. decisions being made in that movie. Um, but no, so the, the 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 novel starts out in like Alaska or yes. something. Like you're on a boat. And some, the captain of the boat is like, they, they found this guy in the middle of the snow and they were like, Hey, get on the boat. And it's Victor Frankenstein. And he's all like haggard and he's like on his death's door. And he's like, let me tell you a story. And then you, but the ship's crew has been like spotting a, like a, a, mm-hmm. a, a creature, like moving amongst the ice. Yeah. Like, almost like, ah, a, in the like a Sasquatch. Or yeah. Like, yes. A very ah. Sasquatch esque. He's like way in the distance. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of stalking the boat almost. And then you get, and then the whole book is, so that's like the cold open of the book. Then you get the flashback extra cold. of, uh, extra cold open. Ah. Frosty, <laughs> the frosty, the frosty open. Um, yeah. And then the rest of the book is, um, Victor telling his story like from start to finish, and so basically, Victor Frankenstein was in um, uh, what was the, what's the uh, do you know what country he's from? I think it's like Sweden or something. I don't know his country of origin. That that is lost to me. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. He's from Europe. Uh, so he's like he's born to like a wealthy lord. He. Uh, uh, his mom and the Lord, like, adopt this this daughter who's, like, from a friend whose parents died, and they adopt her, and they're like, ooh, we're going to get our two our son and, and her together eventually. But then they have a couple other kids. Like, he has, like, a pretty decent, like, 
he, it's not like he grows up and he's like a psychopath from the beginning, no, right? He's, he's not, relatively normal. People kind of like tend to, he's, Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein is generally represented as like pretty like. Maniacal? Yeah, maniacal. Like almost like a, he, he, like super villain. But he's really not in the story. He's just like a guy, he, he grows up wealthy, he has like a pretty normal life. He goes to school and he's like, well, you know what, I kind of, I'm kind of really interested in biology and then just, like, over the course of his schooling, he's like, I kind of, like, I'm not going to talk to anybody about this, but I think, like, I could, I could, like, create life. Like, yeah. I think I'm pretty smart, right? Mm. I think I could bring somebody, you know, get, I could get a bunch of body parts together uh, and just, like, you know, see what happens. I think I could do it. And, and it's not, like, this big, like, where he has this castle... <laughs> and he raises like a thing up to the sky, and it gets struck by lightning. That's not in. That's like all theatrical. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it's he just kind of is in a dark lab. He he steals body parts from um, different like catacombs around the school. Yes, very Birkin hairstyle and, and butcher shops. Frankenstein's actually part pig because he, he takes uh, bits oh. from from animal uh, butcheries around too, okay. and he just kind of cobbles it all together, and it just works. He like brings the monster to life. Uh, and as far as I know, he almost immediately is like, oh, this guy, this guy's ugly. This and, guy's all fucked And there's no way he's going to fit into society. So he just goes, eh, scrap it. And then just abandons Frankenstein. He he drops out of school because uh, I think he like fails like a class or something. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to do anything else. He's like, I'm just going to go back home. So he just leaves the monster. He's like, just get out and go. Oh. And like the monster How just rude. like straight up. <laughs> yeah, and and so basically the monster has to just like survive on its own in the wilderness for like and Frankenstein or Dr. Frankenstein doesn't know anything about this. Like Victor just like goes back home to I think it's Vienna. Um Yeah, that sounds right. So he goes back home to his like Stay in Vienna, and he's like, I, you know, uh, I'm gonna hang out with my family, uh, and and then just kind of travel the world because what do I have a care about? You know, I'll just do whatever I want. I'm rich. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually he's like out doing stuff, and I think he like, like he eventually does have another run in. Like he runs back into the monster, but I think before that he, the monster has, like, this whole separate adventure that he later explains to Victor. But basically, the monster stumbles around for a while, meets, like, a family um, that is like, ew, you're a monster, get away. But except the the dad of the family is, like, this blind guy. And so Frank, uh, or the monster, you know, Frank, he, like, sneaks in every day and is, like, while well, everybody else is gone and just has, like, talks with the dad. Oh, yeah. And just makes friends together. Bonding. Yeah. Until eventually, like, the family just like, no, get out of here. You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a monster. You're evil. We don't want you here. And, oh. and so, like, the monster at, like, every turn is, like, trying to be good and he's intelligent enough to understand. It's not like he's like, man, I don't know why no one like me. He's like, these people don't understand me because I understand that I'm horrendous looking. <laughs> um, and that's a real problem. And he's getting this like ever-growing hatred for Victor because he's like, why the fuck? Would why would guy, he curse me with this existence? Why would he existence? bring me here and then abandon me and then just leave me to my own devices? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know, what, what, what am I supposed to do here? And so eventually, like, uh, after he gets, like, chased off by his, like, who what he hoped to be his, like, new family, um, he's like, that's it, I'm, just, I'm done with everybody, I'm done with people, fuck them, I'm gonna go find Victor. And he, like, tracks him down, and Victor's, like, not home at this point, but he makes his way to Vienna, like, the monster does, and, like, finds Victor's, like, little brother, 
and is like, hey, little kid, you little I want to have, 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 have a chat with you. And like, and he's not even mad because he's like, I, I'm like, I want to have a chat with you. I want to like ask you some questions. And he's trying to be friendly to the kid, but then the kid's like makes fun of him, and so he just strangles the shit out of him. Oh shit! And then realizes that uh, through that conversation that it was Victor's little brother. And so what he does is he takes like this medallion that he has and sticks it in the pocket of this like loyal maid that has been working for Victor's family forever, and like frames her for murder. Oh shit! And then Victor gets home because he's like, oh, my little brother. Oh, no. Also, Victor's mom dies. Like, basically everybody in Victor's family gets eliminated over the course of this whole story. Yeah, traditionally he has a very tragic <laughs> family life. Like, his mom died young. Uh, his little sister died young. And then the little brother gets strangled by the monster. His, like, lifelong maid gets framed for it. And even though everybody testifies that she's innocent, the the, the jury is like, no, she did it. And then she gets put to death. Oh. Um <laughs> Oh, Frank oh. has like a one-on-one with with uh, Victor does with the monster. He has a one-on-one, and the monster is like, "Listen, you son of a bitch." <laughs> He's like, "I'm gonna just ruin your whole life. Guess what? I'm gonna leave right now because I'm not gonna kill you. I, but I'm gonna be there on your wedding yes. day." Yes. Oh. And, and so, so Fra- eventually, Frankenstein's like, "Whatever. Oh no, not the way." So basically, the Frank and the monster says, "You did this to me." You fucking asshole. I'm going to make your life miserable unless you make me a bride because I don't want to be alone forever. And so oh. Frankenstein takes like a trip to Scotland where he starts harvesting woman bodies. Mm-hmm. Why Scotland? Just he feel that's like a, be a good place you to do You can pray on them. There's they're, a lot of islands not, there. They're, they're, they're kind of under the rule he, he of England He goes to the Scottish Isles. So he goes yeah. to this island where there's like not going to be that many people and he can just take all these corpses and build a woman there. And then okay. eventually he goes... What the fuck am I doing? I'm not gonna build it. A woman is fucking hard. Well, he starts to think like, if I build this woman, then this monster and this lady monster, they're gonna make baby monsters. Maybe I don't know. He's like, I didn't even think this was gonna work to begin with, so I don't know what could happen. So he decides, I don't want to do this, and he rips the woman apart and throws her in the oh, in the lake. Shit! And Frankenstein goes, <laughs> you had one job, motherfucker. Yeah. And so he goes, that's it. I'm going to ruin your life. I'm going to be there on your wedding day. And so eventually, Frank, uh, Victor goes like, meh, whatever. Probably not a problem. Probably not a problem. <laughs> he goes home, he goes back home to Vienna. Idiot. And he gets married to that girl that his family adopted a long time ago. They weird. finally get married. Yeah, very, very weird. weird. And in preparation, he starts to go like, you know what? Maybe that monster was serious. And so what he does is on his wedding night, he waits up all night on like the porch with a shotgun. Meanwhile, the monster sneaks into the back and strangles the shit out of his wife. Oh no. Uh, and, and kills her. And then th- apparently this, this death of this, the, this wife was, was too much for Victor's dad who then dies of grief. He goes, Oh, oh everyone I knew is dead. <laughs> and then he just like <laughs> keels oh, over. my. And then the, the 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 end of the story is like like Victor is just like I I just don't know what to do I'm just gonna go to <laughs> like Antarctica yeah he just realizes he's like because uh, I think there's a some point where he he kind of like threatens Victor he's like pretty much like wherever you go I'm going to make your life living hell yeah. if you try and find a new wife guess what I'm gonna fucking kill her you try to make a new family gonna kill him you try to make friends. They're fucked too. And you won't know. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave you alone. I'm gonna go somewhere else, do my thing. And when I get back, I'm gonna fuck your shit up. And he, and so Victor's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm gonna fucking take off and isolate myself from humanity so that I can't curse anyone else with this terrible thing I've done to the world. 
And then he that's the end of the story. He finishes telling that and then just dies just bleh, bleh, uh, on yeah. the boat. Um, uh, <laughs> just on the boat that he's in in like Alaska or Antarctica or wherever. The and monster? No. No. Victor. Oh. Victor. Victor just goes, and that's my story. Oh. And then the crew is like, well, that was weird. And then the monster <laughs> just shows up on the boat and is like, this guy was a real piece of shit. <laughs> and this then I tell you about how much of a piece of shit he is because I got some stories. And he goes, but now I got nothing else going on, so I guess I'm going to go light myself on fire. Whoa. And that's the end of the book. <laughs> fire bad. <laughs> that's where fire bad comes from. Yes. Not because he, he doesn't understand anything. It's because he was like, well, I, my whole life has been nothing but torment, and my only purpose for surviving was to ruin this guy's life, and he's gone, so I guess I'll just go end it all and burn myself alive. <laughs> Shit. Because it was, sad it, it was a much more, it was much more oh, yeah. cognitive decision than... <laughs> Um, than uh, our normal Frankenstein has. I feel like after hearing this synopsis, this feels like a very um, long way around daddy issues. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you, the after looking at all these different like iterations of the story um, from the original to all these different interpretations and, you know, the pop culture references and everything else, I, I part of my theory is that we are coming to a point in the Frankenstein lore <laughs> where it's been interpreted and... Interpreted? Interpreted? <laughs> it's been interpreted. Interpreted! I was like... <laughs> it's been interpreted <laughs> so many different ways and there's so many different like POVs within the story that you can plant in there. Whether it be victors or the monsters or the brides or people around them, that you can tell very, very different stories with all the same ingredients. So you sure. can tell a daddy issue story, you can tell a philosophy of existence story, you can tell, uh, you know, a a story about intimacy between humans. You can tell a story about intimacy between humans and monsters, which is a very popular subject. We love that one um, right now. Big, big love in in the 2020s for monster humans. Yes, love. but it, it, it's it's a it's like the ingredients lend themselves to the ability to tell almost any type of story you want, mm -hmm. as long as you have like enough of the Frankenstein ingredients. Yeah. Well, you are you are actually very on the nose, Heather. It it's it, it is a big daddy issue story because like the Mary Shelley herself. I mean, it, it was like the book was like Frankenstein, or like the modern Prometheus was the name of it. Yes, and like Prometheus's whole shtick was he's like the father of humanity. He's a titan who like stole fire from the gods and gave it to people so that they could you know grow and exist like he basically is the you know creator of mankind in uh you know greek mythology to a degree so like it's it, it, it there was really no you know she 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 knew what she was writing she said this i'm gonna write daddy issues book yeah. daddy issues um, via monster also apparently she wrote it within like a weekend yeah the, the oh, first draft casual of it. yeah yeah how long is she, the book well, the first the, the the first draft she wrote apparently. So she, her husband was an author, and she, her husband, and another uh, of their friends who was also an author, whose name I I don't remember right now, but her you know Percy Shelley was uh, her husband. They all went on vacation, and 
were reined in essentially for like for days on end uh, because of some crazy storm that was happening, and they decided to pass the time by writing ghost stories to each other. Oh. Yes. And apparently what How she fun. came up with was the... Uh, this is the rumor. This is the, like, the mythology of it. Sure, yes. What she came up with was the first draft of, of Frankenstein, which she then rewrote later in life. And um, I, I could to, be wrong. From what I've gathered is that it was like something that like she told the story like in chapters over like a few days mm-hmm. to like it wasn't just like the th- like they had a bunch of people on vacation with yeah. them so like it was like all right time to gather around the the fire tonight for the next installment of, <laughs> of Mary's terrible Mary's terrifying story <laughs> like of this amalgamation yeah exactly <laughs> yeah in, in in fucking gothic england or wherever they, they were vacating i love i love to just imagine like her like every morning waking up like fuck i got to figure out where this Story's going. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> like, in in ten hours, I need to tell people what happens next, and I have no fucking clue. What order does the hero's journey go in again? <laughs> Where is he gonna find a wizard? Um, but yeah, so like you're so you're totally you know a- accurate in that call. Um, and to your point, Eric, I, I, about like where we are in our current like state of of why Frankenstein it might be relevant. I think uh, he's relevant for a similar... Daddy issues are relevant? Well, 100%. Always relevant. Always relevant. <laughs> Never not relevant. As somebody with daddy issues, always relevant. Since daddies, there have been since, daddies. Since, since daddies. there were daddies, there have been issues. <laughs> um, I actually, you know, it's funny that you, because you said, you know, oh, the vampires have had their time. You said zombies have had their time. But I, I actually think there's the the, the f- what is Frankenstein if not like the OG zombie? Uh, I he he is definitely not the OG zombie He's because the zombie, zombies though. have a very specific origin True. in Africa. Zombie is made of but virus. I think it's I think it's like uh, actually uh, Haitian. Haitian, you're right. I not think it's Africa. from Haiti is where where uh, the the term zombie actually or- yes. originates. But you know when it comes to zombie like. Zombies as we know them, yes. They started off as African, Haitian, um, the the sort of like voodoo zombie is, yes. is, is, yes. is where they originally came from. But eventually in film and pop culture, they evolved. It became more, I, I mean, Romero had like a huge hand in that. He kind of helped yes. turn it from a voodoo thing into a, a, a like sort of like disease kind of thing. Um, he... Like so, like basic, but 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 that being said, like zombies is have always like represented like the entire like the as far as the American film culture goes, because like that's the only thing I can base it on. I know there's like zombie movies in all yeah. other countries, but we're gonna I'm trying to keep it in you know Local. American uh, lore here. Um, you know, zombies have always reflected our like cultural. Uh, feelings subconscious on, on the state of affairs yeah. our subconscious you know it started it started out with like you can look at romero's day is it day at dawn of the dead dawn because he had two right <laughs> but the uh the original one um was was all focused around um the, i mean the the movie itself is very clear that it's it's a racial issue i mean the movie came yes. out like a couple yes. months right after martin luther king was killed Although he apparently says that like the casting of the uh, the African American main character was just purely because he thought that was the best actor, but like 
it's really hard to tell because most people agree like there's no way there's no way he didn't yeah. like have some yeah. sort of uh um you know uh, agenda behind it yeah um but you know so like th- there was like a lot of like f- like fear of um like racial integration uh, like coming out of that uh you know and that movie that movie and other zombie movies following it reflected that a lot um then you have um more zombie movies later um were fear of of uh like the the army machine like they a lot of zombie movies became relevant yeah, the again the military in industrial complex yeah, yeah. uh and then uh, then you have even uh, dawn of the dead again was a really big reflection on people's like fear of like late stage capitalism i mean the movie the movie literally took place in a mall right like yeah. it's all about how like we culturally have become like just just zombies to the the, the uh capitalist to, to culture yeah um but i think now uh zombies have sort of just remained sort of like a baseline popular now they they, they had they had i'm sure like little like dips and valleys and you know every time a new walking dead series happens what are they on like their 10th series uh, i now? can't i literally can't even it, pop, it pops up a little bit but all that being said i think frankenstein is relevant in, in that debate or that conversation because like frankenstein and his monster you know i think it's all about like heather said it's sort of it just sins of the father stuff right i think frankenstein's relevant now because culturally most of our our generation and younger generations are just really mad at our fucking Victor Frankenstein parents. No <laughs> argument. He's not wrong. No argument. <laughs> like I think the, the I think more and more. I mean I don't know if that I'm sure a lot of these Frankenstein movies that are coming out and these Frankenstein shows are are not even thinking about that that particular thing. Right. But culturally and like ideologically as a whole, the more and more you know, younger people that are coming out and they're going to be making movies and stuff. I think Frankenstein's not relatively dissatisfied with the decisions of their father. Yeah. Yeah, Like, (laughs) like, I mean, what, what are, what are millennials? What are, what are Gen Z and Gen Xers? What, what are they, if not just like people, monsters who are like, why did, why did you leave me with this? Yes. (laughs) Yes. What did you do? Yeah. I didn't ask to come into this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You made me. And then you left me with all of this shit. Yes, <laughs> you know that's yeah. like you know. I, yes, yeah. I, I think I you... think we're gonna have less zombies now, actually, and more just straight up Frankenstein's. Well, if this trend continues the way I'm seeing it, I, I think it totally makes sense, and it honestly it helps lend credence to the weird spike in Frankenstein we saw uh, a couple years ago in 2015. Hmm. Yeah, so what is the what was the onset of that of this spike? So after doing some of my Google trend research, which only goes back, you know, a certain amount of years because they only really started tracking it after like 2000, I think like 3 or 8. Um, but if you type in uh, Frankenstein into the Google trend uh, search engine, you will see an insane spike somewhere around 2014 which uh is mostly credited with the terrible (laughs) awful borderline unmentionable film i frankenstein i disagree i love that movie i think that movie's so unbelievably stupid 
that it is like the 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 spawn movie equivalent to a frankenstein oh movie i think it loops all the way back around to fun it, it is <laughs> that movie it is so stupid i like doesn't he first of all he it, it it's played by um by what's his name from the mist right yes yes the father from the mist yeah um, i don't know that actor's name aaron eckhart that's his name it's yeah like a, Frankenstein is played by Aaron Eckhart, uh, and doesn't he have, he has, like, this weird, like, unrecognizable hand blade weapon that's just, like, uh, 2000s, just, it's shiny and spikes coming out in different directions. Nobody even thought about the utility of it, but they're like, yeah, this is Frankenstein's weapon. It's fucking cool. Look how cool it is. And he's killing angels in the movie. It it comes off as (laughs) almost like... Like, it, it it feels like an SNL sketch. <laughs> if they were like, all right, so what if we made, like, the edgiest Frankenstein movie possible, and how can we make it funny edgy? And then they're like, let's just make it more edgy and more edgy and more edgy. Not and then somehow... Let's take out the funny. It, yeah, let's take, out, let's take out the funny. Let's make it more and more and more and more and more serious. Let's put demons in there. Let's put angels in there. Let's put gargoyles i think there's like a big gargoyle faction uh and it's just like what what are we doing (laughs) it it, it was back when everything was cg and it didn't look good not that the cg today always looks good but it looked really bad and it was also in that green era yes we were just coming (laughs) off of our like green saw saw tint yeah i do remember the trailers for this movie when it came out and i went mm, that looks stupid yes it is unbelievably it. stupid but i stand on the hill that it's worth watching because of how stupid it is but well, this... maybe this is a wall we're working oh for sure watch for me Oof, i will not be here for that <laughs> um but it is uh it is uh, it, it caused a lot of stir as far as frankenstein goes like, for the, like, couple years leading up to that, and even, I would say, like, maybe a decade leading up to that, there is, like you said, similar to the zombie thing, there's, like, hills and valleys. Every couple years we get, you know, a one, one or one or two Frankenstein movies, and then randomly we'll have, like, three or four. Yeah. And then randomly we'll have, like, you know, another two. And then it's like, okay, maybe it's, it goes up and down. But then after 2014, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking Frankenstein is three movies a year at least. And it just kind of ramps up and ramps up after that. 2015, we have Frankenstein versus the Mummy. Ooh. Which most people, Wait, I would say... 2015? 2015. That seems like a, a 1940 title. You would think that. <laughs> And honestly, I wouldn't even mention this Frankenstein versus the Mummy movie if it wasn't including Damien Leone, who oh. modern you know horror fans would know from Terrifier. Yeah. Now like, I need to see these things. Franken go along. Frankenstein versus the Mummy is, I would say, not something worth putting in front of your eyeballs, <laughs> but. <laughs> I did need to mention it because of how popular Damon Leone is now. We also have this weird TV series of Frankenstein, which is 
spelled in like leet speak. I wrote it down here for you. Can you can you read how that's spelled for the audience? This one? Yes, this Frankenstein. Oh, it's, so it's Franken and then 5T-E-E-1-N or 3-1-N? 3-1-N. Okay. Why? Why? <laughs> His yeah. notes why? say why. Well, it's, almost, it's almost like the, uh, the, the, um... What was the va- what was the vampire what? Nos- Nosferatu. Nosferatu the Nos license plate yeah, Nos- yeah. Nos- yeah. yeah. no Nosferatu was the Buzz Lightyear villain <laughs> in in the animated series it's the Nosferatu license plate speak one was the was the Joe Hill oh, novel God. which but, had no vampires to to speak of but we have Carrie Ann Moss in this we have Carrie Ann Moss yes we have Danny Houston and McKenna Grace. Believe Whoa. it or not. Well, she's been, as far as I'm concerned, the second she was born, she's been in every movie and TV show that's been made because that girl has been working. But it's, it's from what I understand, a more like, it's one of the ones where it's like, let's bring Frankenstein into the modern era and uh, see what it's like course. when like two scientists make a Frankenstein nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, 2015 is where we get our Hotel Transylvania 2. So we have our Kevin James yeah. Frankenstein yeah. making another appearance. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> and then also we have our Victor Frankenstein movie, which is where we get McAvoy alongside Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. And that movie is told entirely from Igor's perspective. Now, here's the thing. as In all of my, my uh, Spark Notes viewing, um, I didn't hear a single mention of Igor. Where does Igor come in to the... Because I always assumed he was like a staple Frankenstein character. I'm pretty sure Igor does not make an appearance until much farther along in the Frankenstein lore. I don't think... Because he's not even in the Boris Karlov 39 one. That's Fritz is his name. Yes. uh, uh, Frankenstein's assistant. Of which he has no assistance in the book. No, I think I think Igor is a movie product. I don't think we get him from any particular text. I think the idea mm. of Igor is like an aggregate of like different like hunched back scientist assistants. It must be. I'm just wondering where, you know, I, this is probably research I should have done so I can inform the listeners. But now I'm going to have to do it l- later, post-podcast. <laughs> Maybe I can <laughs> drop in a... Uh, I can do a, a little... Post note? A post-note? A post, postpartum note on the uh, podcast. Postpartum like, this, note. This is where Igor comes from. Because I'm actually very curious, because he's not in the original movie, or he's not in... He might be in the original movie, but he's not in the 39 movie. He's not in the book. But, but still, everyone knows Igor is Dr. Frankenstein's... The helper, and I don't know why. Why do we all know that? I once, once again, I think it is a product of the Burke and Hare myth, uh, where you have like the two guys who are going out as a team who are digging up the bodies. Yeah, and that's usually a two man job. It's a very mm-hmm. difficult thing to propose that one single human could go out in the middle of the night in the cover of darkness, <laughs> dig up a body by themselves. Not everybody's Ed Gein, and get their you know body parts back in be, one though. piece. We could all aspire to we be the all, one man show. We could all but aspire to be as productive. As you and me both know, one man show is a very difficult thing to pull off. That's tough. That's you got to have a partner. Yes. Yeah. It, it takes so, two. I think you had it slightly <clears throat> jumbled on your. It's Frank three N five T three one N. Terrible. 
Hate that. Who's Terrible. in this one? How the fuck can you Who put that in? Who participated in this? This is the Carrie Ann Moss Carrie one. Moss one. Uh, hmm. Oh, and it's got fucking Danny Hudson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From, okay. uh, what is that vampire one? I said it. I, I brought him up. He Well, I know him... I don't know. I know him from. He's the Axe Man in the Coven season of American Horror Story. Oh, uh, yeah. I think of him in and in everything else because he's in all of it. Yeah. But uh, he, that's where my most notable memories of him come from. Is him Tony Todd is in it. Tony Todd's also in everything. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you um, can, if you scroll if you scroll right enough on Top Cast on IMDb, Tony. But Todd I also will be in there but I also love that IMDb said fuck your name and just called it Frankenstein. Right? Like, they weren't <laughs> going to put all those letters in there. Are you kidding me? Because I was trying to look it up with the numbers and I was like, it's not coming they up. And I just like bother. did a list of all the things and I was like, oh, here it is. This is IMDb. We're not anyone reputable here. So what's crazy to me amongst all of this research, amongst learning how, like, how much Frankenstein has been put out into the atmosphere, into, you know, existence... I came across a list whose name I'm not going to credit because I don't know if they're a good person or not. Who knows? This is just a random list on IMDb. But I came across a list of 114 different Frankenstein movies, TV shows, TV series. That's insane. And I'm sure that's not even all of them. How many credits do you think Mary Shelley has? As a writing credit on IMDb. Oh, not 114 Uh-oh. or however many. 112. Oh, that's more than I thought. Oh, wow. She Mary Shelley is her officially work. Yeah, officially credited as a co-writer on 112 of these products. You know, her what? agents did that, work. Her yeah, her agents from from <laughs> from Victorian England. Yeah. <laughs> There's been there's been one family Her who estate. was tasked to listen. Mary Shelley paid us, and, and in blood, and no. we're going to make sure that she's forever. Are you credited. There is estates for these people. I know, I know. I know. But I just I, I just it's like Mary the idea Shelley's of, estates agent did I just, work. I just like the idea of one family who throughout time is their their whole thing is not to like stop the end of the world. It's just to make sure Mary Shelley gets credited for Frank- strong <laughs> branding. It's this like is Arthur what Frankenstein's Pym. about. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Very Arthur Pym. Very very, very Hasselbusher. Very Arthur Pym. I I do love that. Uh, so like what um. What are, you know, some notable... Does anyone have, like, their, their favorite, you know, or a couple favorite, you know, Frankenstein movies or or a P- Frankenstein appearances? I know, obviously, Heather, you kind of went over hey, it in the My favorite is, yeah, I I like the portrayal of Frankenstein, Kevin James's portrayal in, in the, uh, all the... Hotel Transylvania. I do have to say, you know, you know, say what you will about Kevin James. I know, uh, I know Eric's uh, Twitter. He's kind of over Kevin James right now because of the current Kevin James meme. So, yes. so he's a little <laughs> over it. I've been Kevin James up to my <laughs> fucking eyeballs on Twitter for some reason. So say what you will about you know Kevin James. I you know I grew up actually a big. Uh, King of Queens fan, so I you would I do appreciate his humor. He's also from our home state. Yeah, so I you know I I, I get it. Also, the Hotel Transylvania movies, solid, solid kids movies. They got and they're good. They got it's a nice intro to horror. You know, like mm-hmm. get your kids used to seeing Dracula and, and the Mummy and Frankenstein. Blah blah blah. Exactly. Get and, them used and to it. You know what? Going back to that monster v human thing, there is so much Hotel Transylvania. 
slash fiction. Oh, an insane well, amount. I didn't want to get it, get into the the but how many I was gonna say when you were bringing up how many credits you know oh, Mary no. Shelley has. I mean, and that's not even all that IMDb <laughs> stuff. That's not even counting. I'm sure even half. Oh, no. of the porn. No, Frankenstein. No, no. There, there's no. probably a billion. My personal favorite Frankenstein's I would say are definitely the Boris Karloff Frankenstein is like it's very good. I love the Bernie Wrightson uh illustrated frankenstein Mm -hmm. because it kind of goes back to that original he's very sinewy he's a little bit bulkier but he has the long dark hair he's got the weird like skeleton missing nose situation but he's also one of those very intelligent brooding yeah kind of um the bernie writes in heather you actually might be interested in checking that out sometime Uh, bernie writes in a, a mythological uh pen and ink comic artist uh did it did a whole illustrated Frankenstein comic that is one of the most beautiful comics I've ever looked at. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's it's, jaw-dropping. It's it's honestly, like, uh, mind-blowing that he was able to do that work. It's crazy. Um, And you gotta love his, his wife. Not Bernie Wrightson's. Uh, Sorry. We're talking about Kevin James's Franken-wife. From from Hotel Transylvania. Um, Because it's Fran Drescher. Oh, well, of course. Of course. Anytime, Anytime Eric can get a Fran Drescher connection... So I literally wrote, uh, I was going to leave Hotel Transylvania 2 off the list because I'm like, is it really Frankenstein? And they're like, well, it is Frankenstein. And then I was like, oh, well, Fran dresses his wife. That gives me an opportunity to talk about the nanny. <laughs> we the love, nanny. we love her. We love that's why I that just, she ended up in charge of uh, all of the, all of the actors. Oh, yeah. she's the fashion queen from Flushing. <laughs> okay. So all of this lovely pretense is to get us to now mm-hmm. 2023 yes. the frankincense the frankincense we're here ah. we're in it we're in it we were leading up to it we're for a while it. we've been kind of tr- we've been trickling it's been trickle down frankincense <laughs> for a while drip feeding frank yeah but now we're at the bottom of the well ah so we're gonna start off with the least relatable least uh uh i i would say um tangible current frankenstein project which is creature this is a netflix uh feature it is turkish Hmm. it is about a turkish scientist building his own frankenstein like in the past was this the one we just looked at when we were on our honeymoon yes i i believe me and heather when we were in hawaii we were like scrolling through netflix one night looking for something to watch and i I think this is the one where I was like, oh, what's this? Is this another? Because I knew this episode was coming up. Yes. So Frankenstein was on mine. I'm like, is this another Frankenstein yeah. thing? That's exactly how <laughs> I have felt for an entire year alone. <laughs> All by myself. But yes, actually right there. Creature, yes. So it is a, a Turkish uh, Mary Shelley adaptation. Ooh. Yes, this is the one. Yeah, okay. So th- this is the one I saw. Now, I don't have a whole lot of info on that one. But one I do have significantly more info on is Lisa Frankenstein. Oh, we watched that trailer. Yeah, for sure. That one looks like fun. So Lisa Frankenstein, which is directed by uh, Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda Frankenstein. Zelda Zelda Williams. I was like, oh. I wish. Wow, it's so weird that his daughter's last name was Frankenstein. (laughs) Wow, who did she marry? But that is starring Catherine (gasps) Catherine Newton, uh, Carla Guino from uh, 
you know, the Flanagan... Oh, oh Gugino. Carlo Gugino. Gugino? Okay. Come on, you Italian. I don't know how to fucking pronounce her name. And Cole Sprouse. Oh, um, one of the Sprouse brothers. Free from the bondage of Archie. Yes, he's, yes. He's no longer Jughead. He can do other things. Yes. Well, then can, that's Cole. He can be whatever he wants. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah, he said yeah, Cole. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said one of the Sprouse. No, no, no. Um, and it's being touted around as uh, Zelda Williams' like directorial debut. But in researching, I found out that she's actually directed... Three different videos for pop star JoJo. Oh, shit. Wow. Big JoJo stan. Like JoJo Siwa? No. No, no. no JoJo. No, no, no. The OG JoJo. The original JoJo. Just, just oh, JoJo. Was that? She was popular when we were young. Like Not, not from me. <laughs> Get out what right the... now. It's the end of you and me. Oh, okay. It's too late. Yeah. Can't wait for you to be gone. Right now. I was I was listening to Three Days Grace. I, oh, I, I, I didn't know anything that was like popular. Like those old videos? They're, yeah, those oh, music videos. okay. Sweet. Um, so okay. Lisa okay. Frankenstein is like a, a modern kind of adaptation where a girl who puts together her own monster and it looks like they're trying to integrate him into a more modern society and there's all sorts of fun costumes, and he looks gross, and it looks fun. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm excited to see it uh, moving right along. I mean, and it's also just, this is Lisa Frankenstein we're still talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, it's the, I mean, the movies, it's going to be, like, aesthetically pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. They ha- they're invoking the name for yes. a specific reason, yes. yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's going to be, like, a, a bright, fun, colorful romp. Yes. For, for Frankenstein. Now, third on the list, we have Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Now, oh! This is a series on Shudder. It's a series? I thought it was a movie. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's a I, series. No, you might be. I, I don't, I don't quote me. I can um, look it up. But once again, we have a Mary Shelley, we'll call it adaptation, yeah, can you um, this up? about a girl who has created her monster who is kind of running into a more... It's a uh, movie. Oh, it is a movie. Okay. Can you click on the wiki? Yeah. But it's kind of like her and the monster navigating a very specific racial kind of component Mm -hmm. to the created monster story. Uh, There's been... um, This isn't isn't the first time that, like, um, the... the, That a, like... uh, you know, racially sensitive twist has been like uh, put on the the Frankenstein yeah. mythos. There's a, I, I don't know the name of it, but there is a uh, like an American comic series um, that also kind of tackles very yes. similar ideas. Yes, that also came out around the I Frankenstein bump. I came across that in my research. Mm. Um, now, next up we have Poor Things, which is coming out December eighth. That is That's the, the one I'm like the most excited about. Yes, that is the one. Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe. Oh shit! Um, it, I I it is like a Mary Shelley adaptation. It is less Frankenstein and more adaptation, but it is kind of based around the idea of like a, a female integrating with society mm-hmm. and the nuances 
that come along with that. Mm. And it's set in some kind of weird, I don't want to call it steampunk. It's like some it, kind of like it's, bubble fantasy. It looks it looks like a, a, a all of the sets, it looks like a Tim Burton film. Like everything looks like yes. kind of like blurry and mystical. It looks and like, like if you gave Tim Burton real. colors. Yeah. This calls it a well, black com- comedy fantasy film. Yeah, yes. well, you know how... Um, I think actually a good point of reference for this one is, you know the Tim Burton... Um, uh, what's the elephant? Dumbo? Dumbo? Dumbo. You know the Tim Burton Dumbo movie? You know how that one's like colorful, but everything yeah. kind of is like the edges of everything are just like kind of blurry. Yeah. Because Tim Burton's like... He doesn't like well, his things you know, to look like they're grounded at all. Nope, no sharp focus. Yeah, that's that's kind of what this movie looks like. It, it that cover alone speaks to like it feels very of the the Alice in Wonderland that the oh, live yes. action yeah, Alice definitely. in Wonderland. Yes, that actually might be a much closer touch. Just like the weird third time that's come up in my life in the past like two days. Which <laughs> yeah. is odd. Anyway. But yeah, it uh, looks like Mark Ruffalo uh, and Willem Dafoe are responsible for creating Emma Stone. And it looks very funny and very goofy and very stylish. I'm excited to see it. It looks like it'll be a fun addition for us in Christmas. Yeah. Hopefully the writer strike will be over and we'll be able to talk about it more. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or no, the actor strike will be over. The writer strike is over and the actor strike to end. But yes. hopefully... Solidarity I, I think regardless. I think we're pretty close. And, you know, fingers crossed. The point is, are back at the table, they are discussing things. So things are happening, which is great. Yeah, I think we're almost there. Now, this is the last one that's on this year and this list. And it might be the one that gets the least amount of attention. But it's something that I'm very interested in checking out. It's called Birth and Rebirth. It stars Judy Reyes from Scrubs. And uh, Marin Ireland from The Boogeyman. She plays the mom in Boogeyman. Oh, um, she was great. Yeah, you know the the crazy mom. Oh, the one who gets... with the shotgun mom. <laughs> right, right. Okay. I was like, I was like, we didn't even see the mom in Boogeyman. No, we did. We saw a mom in Boogeyman. But this kind of revolves around a doctor who is stolen away. Or she might be like some kind of nurse. She's stolen away this woman's dead child and revived her. Oh. And now she has roped in the mother to help like uh, harvest biological material from other like pregnant women to help sustain this uh, child. This see, this is interesting because this is one we haven't seen. I think as many mommy times, is is like a big big uh, woman forward Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah. Like, mo- mommy creates daughter. Very different. Because that's just like that's just da- how it works. Dad and son, mom and daughter, very different dynamics. Extremely. You know? right. So so but very interesting. But could still fit within the Frankenstein milieu. <laughs> yes. Milieu. It looks it looks very good. That one's on shutter. Uh I'm very excited to see that one. That was, I think, the first one that popped up on my radar that made me go like, hey, I feel like I've heard of a couple different Frankenstein projects mm. coming out. Yeah. Um, one for the uh, rest in peace list is our um, Dark Universe Frankenstein oh. that was going to be starring Benicio Del Toro, which like, I couldn't so imagine sad. a better casting for that. Yeah. That one got uh, kicked to the curb after that big mummy flop. 
Thanks, Tom Cruise. It's not Thanks. Tom's fault. It's Tom's fault. <laughs> Whoa. I'm blaming Tom. Whoa. It's not Tom's fault. It's I Tom's have no. Fault. I have no. I don't know. Uh, I I got no dog in 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 the race for Tom Cruise. He's got a dog. But but, <laughs> but she ain't she ain't running for Tom Cruise. That's for sure. No. I got. I don't. I don't really care what happened. But it's not Tom's fault. It's the studio's fault. They went about the whole dark universe the total wrong way. They marketed it terribly. It could have succeeded. <clears throat> Honestly, the Tom Cruise movie, Mummy movie wasn't even that bad. It was pretty good. I found out that after they did that uh, very successful Invisible Man, that they were like, okay, <sighs> instead of Dark Universe, we're going to do the monsters in their own separate things. We'll develop them separately. They don't have to be in a universe, but we can still make money on them. Well, that's like... That's honestly the key to doing a universe is right <laughs> is do, is do them all have them good on their make own. Them Just make a bunch alone. of good ones on their own, and then you throw the teaser that they're all together at the end. You don't like that. That was the one problem is they tried to like set up the Avengers right out of the gate. Yes. you know you had yeah, like yeah. Russell Crowe, and he was like, uh, "I'm Doctor Jekyll," and you're like, <laughs> "We're doing the Mummy, all right? We don't have like." This movie's only an hour and a half. We can't be doing Dr. Jekyll. The mummy's still out. But, yes. That one got kicked to the uh, the old trash bin. I'm never going to get my Which creature is depressing. from depressing. I would have really liked to see that. Um, and okay. lastly on the list, and I think the one that we will be most excited about looking forward in our Frankensense, is the Guillermo del Toro frankenstein project so we have andrew garfield hey oscar isaac do we know or we just know they're involved i know right now that they are definitely on board i don't know which one is victor which one is igor um but we also have christoph waltz and we have mia goth playing the bride officially announced she's playing the bride of frankenstein hot (laughs) i fainted yeah that's gonna be big time steaming hot uh really awesome it's so he's been trying to pitch a frankenstein movie around for a very long time (laughs) he initially uh when he was trying to kick around a frankenstein movie like I think at least a decade ago, the emphasis was that he's like, you know what? We've done the origin story of Frankenstein 114 times. We don't need to do that again. Let's look at some adventures of Frankenstein like after that, which I'm like, fuck yes. Let's yeah, see. Everybody knows. Sure. Give it to me. Everybody knows the basis. That sounds sick. That sounds fucking awesome. But, since losing his father and talking to the other producer of the film, uh, I think the project has shifted far more back to a father-son story. Hmm. Um, they're trying to focus it a lot more on that. I'm interested to see who is playing which role as far as Os- Oscar Isaac and Garfield. But from what I understand is that the story is based around Christoph Waltz is a different scientist who finds out about uh, Frankenstein's creation and the experiments, and he wants to continue his work 
with him. He's like, hey, you need to come back out of retirement and get back into the Frankenstein game. So is the monster involved? Because if, yes. if Mia Goth is the bride, then yes. so is Oscar they build the bride? Isaac maybe the I'm the hoping Oscar Isaac is the monster, but I don't know for sure. I could not, because I found conflicting sources sure. for both. Some of them were like, oh, Garfield is the scientist and Oscar Isaac is Frankenstein and vice versa. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, the very good consensus reality, guys. Thanks for that information. <laughs> but all I know is Mia Goth is definitely playing the bride and I am. And that's all I need, honestly. <laughs> Just losing sleep over that idea. Because you know what? At the end of the day... I'm really about the Bride of Frankenstein anyway. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> we would be here for another three hours if we need to start talking about Bride of Frankenstein. And honestly, we might have to take Heather out of the room for that conversation. <laughs> Whoa. That's going to get hot and steamy. I mean, I dig her hair. I've always dug her hair. But that is that is what we have to look forward to on the horizon of our Frankensons. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to talk about it. You know, I, I would for sure love to do a follow-up episode after maybe some of these have come out. We can kind of, like, do a uh, re- reanimated episode of Frankenstein. Well, I know the, the Del Toro project is, like, still farther down the line. They are in, like, pre-production on that. They're waiting sure, for the yeah. strike to close. Definitely. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they have struck a deal with someone to kind of keep that project rolling along awesome. very good very <clears throat> love good. to hear that uh but yeah so that's i think that's all we have to say about frankenstein now feel free to uh you know tweet at us or x at us <laughs> uh, no one's xing hit, they're hit, only tweeting hit, hit us hit us up on the discord you know if you want to chat more about frankenstein we'd love to hear everybody else's relationship with frank uh be be really cool to see how everybody else is connected with it because we all clearly have come at it from like way different angles um but yeah so that's it for now anybody got any final cuts would you like to would you like to start as our as our, our no guest don't let me one? start because <laughs> don't I, might, a bummer. I might change it <clears throat> no i might change it but it depends on what matt says okay so i'll i'll start then uh while you guys were gone on honeymoon i was heavy on the binge I was unable to complete my October uh, franchise binge uh, because our Plex server was down while you were gone. But it gave me the opportunity to check out a whole bunch of new stuff that's out. And I just saw the other night um, When Evil Lurks. Oh, yeah. Newly added to Shudder? Shudder. It's uh, Spanish- it is very stylish, very cool. It's been catching a lot of buzz. I've been seeing, you know, post after post online of people being like, this is the movie of the year. This is the horror movie that all your artsy horror friends talk about and tell you they need to see. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's the movie of the year, but it was <laughs> super brutal, super unrelenting, and very very like lore heavy without being like here's all of the rules and here's all the the explanation of everything kind of like a one of those like you you get 
what you put into it kind of lore movies where you kind of have to invest like, your own. Yeah, you, you really have, have to, to like look into it. You have to pay attention to what's going on, and there's like just a really cool like world building going on in that mm-hmm. movie that isn't you know spoon fed like right off sure. the bat like. <clears throat> here's here's what's happening it's 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 like very slowly drip fed throughout the movie and it's just it's fuck it's brutal Mm. it is very gory that's what i've heard i've heard it's a a uh pretty pretty intense movie brutality wise yes so i look forward to checking it out yes what about you um well all right so i i mean i haven't gotten to check out two much scary stuff that I want to discuss as a final cut. Mm-hmm. Um, just in hopes that I'll be able to talk about it in like a more in-depth thing later on. But um, while we were on the plane ride to and from uh, Hawaii, I got a chance to check out a lot of movies because uh, our Delta flights had the little screens where you get to watch stuff. And we were, Long flight. And we were on the flight for like six hours at a time, you know, four different six-hour flights. So we watched a lot of stuff. <laughs> Two at a time, not four. At well, a yeah, time. we had layovers, so we had to do, <laughs> no, we had to do a five-hour flight. Six hour, and then... six hour. Yeah, vacation. Six, six hours, hours, six hours. hours. That's four. <laughs> four different ones. You made it seem like we did four and four and then four and four. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of lights. No, that would have been insane. Um, but while we were on there, um, you know, our nighttime flights where Heather was asleep, I had to figure out stuff to watch while I was awake. Um, at one point I had resolved to watch Gravity, the Sandra Bullock movie, but I decided oh. that, like, um, I was too close to space to feel comfortable watching yeah. that movie, you know? Bold, bold so, decision. So I figured, I was like, you know what, let me not watch that one, and instead I decided to watch something less scary, so I decided to watch the Blackberry movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Blackberry movie. Yeah, the, about oh, like the history the, the, of oh, Blackberry. God. I'm and, so sick of these brand movies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but I have to say, I actually, well, I actually kind of enjoy them. Like, I really enjoyed um, the uh, what, what was the 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 McDonald's one, the founder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. I enjoyed the Beanie Babies movie with Zach Galifianakis. So I'm, I've kind of like, uh, I really want to see the. Um... The GameStop one. Oh, the dumb oh, money one. Yeah, dumb money. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of into them. I've enjoyed them for the most part. I really had no skin in the game in terms of BlackBerry. I never owned a BlackBerry. I didn't really <laughs> give a shit about them. But I was like, well, you know what? I'm stuck on this flight. Might as well watch it. I'm too scared to watch Gravity. So, <laughs> so I put that one. You on. pussy. He had a lot of other options. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you guys. <laughs> But you know what? If no, this is what he wanted because, to watch, because ones that I, I there was lots of options, but ones that I thought Heather might want to watch that with me. I thought Heather is not going to give a shit if I watch Blackberry. At least there was an attempt to be considerate. All right, so yeah, so the Blackberry movie is starring um, Jay Burchell as the guy, like the the tech guy who like came up with the idea for the Blackberry. Mm-hmm. But the other main character in the movie is Glenn Howerton from. It's always oh, it's sunny. always sunny he's as dead, so as yeah. like and it's so funny because he's playing this like because this Canadian businessman who like gets fired for being too much of an asshole like right after he like denied hearing a pitch from the BlackBerry guys and he goes well I don't have a job now so I'm gonna do everything I can to make this BlackBerry pitch successful so he like calls them up and is like hey 
I know you guys, you got nothing without me. Like you don't know how to market yourselves at all. Make me CEO and I'll make sure that you guys are the most successful company in the world. And that's basically what he did. But it's so funny because Glenn Howardin has like this, this crazy, like Kevin from the office, like shaved head, sideburn, like haircut the whole time. And he spends the entire movie just screaming and he is fucking hilarious. Like, like every scene he's like. What are you guys doing? Because oh, the whole company, <laughs> the whole BlackBerry company is just like a bunch of like fucking Silicon Valley nerds who are like, they're just busy playing fucking Super Nintendo. So he shows up and he's like, he spent every last dime he has to like become like CEO of this company, like and invest in them. And then he shows up to their office and it's just like a bunch of fucking like pantsless nerds playing like Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> And he's like, what the fuck did I do? So he's just screaming the whole movie and he's like fucking got this bald cap outfit on. He's so funny. But like Jay Burchell is uh, like really convincing. He's like this really reserved, quiet, like kind of like weird, uh, like Bill Gates type like portrayal. And honestly, it was really good. It is very similar to the founder. Have you ever seen it? It's just all about how like how a loud asshole like railroaded a company and, and and like made a bunch of people miserable but then got out scot-free with like a bajillion dollars it's one of those <laughs> yeah I, i've seen a couple screenshots of uh him with the bald cap on he looks like fucking real life mr Dude, burns he's he so, looks so scary he's he's so funny in it it's great job and honestly like if you're if you're into that type of um uh, like 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 uh, what's what's the brand it's, it's like history a brand, movie? Uh, yeah. bio like a biopic. Yeah. Um, if you like those movies, you know I I I actually give it a recommend, it, and especially because it kind of is you know it fits into the horror genre because like what's scarier than capitalism, right? Like so. Oof, he's gonna throw his back wow. out reaching, but I'll give it to him because boo. No, capitalism. yeah, boo. <laughs> The final cuts don't need to be about anything in particular, but yeah, I'd say if you like those types you, of movies, you you did the connection. Nobody was asking for <laughs> no, it here. No, but if you if you like those types of movies, I, I I would definitely say check this one out. I think it was I think it was better than the like the Beanie Baby one. Uh, was yeah, the Beanie that Bubble. one was a little you silly. Know, uh, but uh, I there expected was really... nothing different from a Beanie Baby movie. It was about Beanie Babies, yeah. 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 Hey, interesting story, but, you know. It is an interesting story. But the Blackberry story is also pretty interesting because I, it's like I, I didn't really know the full history of it, and I looked into it, like, after I saw the movie, and it's, like, crazy how that company went from, like, number one and, like, just, like, crashed and burned like so incredibly powerfully because again i didn't own a blackberry so i didn't give a shit yeah, about the he company. was like he was like trying to like spell fast me he's like you know like every like every businessman owner i was like yeah my father yeah i'm yeah. gonna say my dad had yeah. one at some point. <laughs> he but had one the whole like, time he worked for a corporate like, company um, blackberry owned like like had like like 70 percent of the market share of cell phones at one point in time yeah and, and now they own zero <laughs> well yeah he was telling this story on the way back from the airport and my mom my mom was driving us home and she goes what happened and he goes the iPhone came out <laughs> that was literally the end end of the movie <laughs> there, that's that's what it is the end of the movie is there's like a funny scene where like the the news comes out and there's like a press conference where they unveil the, the iPhone and like Jay Burchell's character is like yeah, but the, who, that's so stupid who would want a screen with a keyboard on it there's no clicks and it's like, it's like, dude, like literally. Roll credits. Every, also, you can you can have clicks. 
if you want them. They have the click option. It's, it's, Wait till you find out about haptics. Dude, yeah. yeah. But it, but it's I, I actually I, I enjoyed it, you know, I, I would I would watch it again. It wasn't because I was like, Well there I'm on a flight, I can't go anywhere else, you know. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. So I'd say check it out. It's worth 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 a, a, a watch if you're not doing anything else. Heather. So you didn't take mine. Spooky wife? No, I wasn't got I w I I didn't think I would take yours. I thought you would. Um, so the last day we were in Hawaii, um, uh, you know, we had a nighttime flight, um, at like 9 PM. And as anybody knows, as anybody knows, checkout times at hotels are in the morning. So we had like 12 hours to kill, um, between, uh, between checkout and our flight. So we were trying to find something to do that didn't require a lot of moving and doing a lot of activity. Um, so the shopping center that was near, our, uh, near our hotel had a movie theater. Um, and while we, you know, are trying to not go to the movies all that much, we said, this is something we should probably do to kill some time. And we saw killers of the flower moon. And while I don't want to do too much because I don't want to, you know, talk about, you know, struck work in any ways um that movie is fantastic um it is really 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 good um it is really well done it um if it's based off of a book um by the same name by the same name i don't remember the name of the author Um, i can look it up for you if you go yeah so um it's uh it's about the osage tribe um who uh, were sequestered to a specific part of the country um, by, you know, by the Americans. And uh, they uh, struck gold there when they found out that they were on top of um, oil. And so they became the, I don't what did you say was it? They, they were the richest people per capita in the entire world for a... <laughs> long, a, a long period of time. of time in American history. Yeah, this was like 1920s, around that era. Um, oh, depression. Yes. Um, so uh, they, uh, this tribe was very rich. Um, it was a very flip flop. It was very interesting to see the, you know, the opening credits when they were trying to explain how this came to be. Um, okay, the book was by David Gran. Gran. Uh, Gran. G R A N N. Um, so, uh, um, so yeah, so the, uh, it's very interesting to see in the, the opening credits when they were kind of explaining this, the pictures of like these Native Americans, um, you know, fully dressed in like super rich 1920s garb, like, <laughs> and like the white guys driving their cars around, like. Super satisfying to see. Not not gonna lie. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was a good little little uh, comeuppance from the past. Yeah, it felt yeah, very nice, but... felt very nice watching that. I was like, hey. but then the uh, rest of the story plays out. Yeah. So um, so uh, obviously, as you would suspect, um, we wanted that money, and so uh, these wealthy families, these wealthy oil families, um, in the Osage tribe, were getting, um, were finding themselves, uh getting hitched to white men. Um, and then uh, one particular family was finding that um, they were starting to lose their family members um, one by one. And so it becomes a murder mystery, uh, basically, where 
Um, they're trying to figure out why um, all of these women are dying in their family. Um, and, you know, could it be for their money and their oil um, rights? So um, yeah, it becomes like the, the, the least needed to be investigated. Like, like <laughs> the, the mo- probably the most obvious murder mystery you've like you clue is more confusing than this what, what, is, what is that rick and morty sketch quick mysteries like yeah. oh man who killed this guy it was me here's the knife i did it yeah <laughs> basically uh basically that um <laughs> it's also uh the so the book the book is um on the on the cover here it you know it says the osage murders and the birth of the fbi because this was also the time where the fbi was becoming um a fully, a fully government-backed organization. Yeah, functioning uh, Is- organization. So um, while the book, from what we've heard, uh, neither of us are, or any of us have read it, um, from what we've heard that the book is is more towards, uh, you know, the birth of the FBI um, and less about the Osage tribe, the movie does a really, really great job about portraying and telling their story. Um, kind of shifting the spotlight. Shifting the spotlight from the FBI stuff to, and, you know, while it is important and it shows up where it, um, where it's supposed to show up, um, it feels accurate. It feels like um, they only showed up when it became a really big problem. Yeah, they waited <laughs> um, till it was a big fat which issue, is, which is what happened in real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the emphasis being on the Osage tribe more than than just the FBI is um, was refreshing and. Um, I'm a I'm a big lover of and and learner of indigenous peoples um culture and and all of that. So um it was a very interesting movie for me to see and it was um also like I said it's a little a little bit true crimey because it is it is a murder mystery so yeah. it ended up being kind of it was really good. I mean, I, I was there as well. Uh, so I, I saw it too with, with Heather. It, it was really good. It's a Martin Scorsese movie, so if you're into Scorsese films, you kind of know what you'll be getting into um, if you go to see it. If not, uh, still a big recommendation. It's a little long. It's three a and little, a half hours. A little long. Um, but I'd say they're all well worth it. Um, it's the first time Scorsese had uh, Robert De Niro and... Um, Leonardo DiCaprio in the same film. He works with them a lot, but usually like separately. Yeah. This is his first film having them both together and they both kill it. Also, um, the, the movie, the movie was specifically based off of the book and Martin Scorsese worked with the author and he specifically worked with indigenous people people from the Osage tribe, um, to be as like accurate as he could. He like had a very like close tie, like with, with, uh, with them and wanted to make the movie as accurate as it could be. He specifically was the one who wanted to make it more about the people than the FBI and that whole, cause that tale has been told a hundred times, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he really wanted to make it as like about the, the people as he could and so and all of the uh the the performances from oh from all God. the indigenous actors and actresses were fantastic at, at, like knocked it out of the ballpark so good like you'd think you you, you would want to go for for leo or de niro but no basically everybody else in the movie does way more uh enjoyable what job is, um, acting circles around them oh yeah what is their last name uh, it just says their, their it just says their like oh. face name. Okay, well, um, the main sister, the main uh, love interest with Leonardo DiCaprio, her name 
her act the actress's name is Lily Gladstone. Um, she plays the character Molly. Um, she's absolutely phenomenal. Um, a brilliant, brilliant actress. Um, I have her on my radar for other things she does because I just think she killed it. Um, she was right. She's big in that um, that Reservation Dogs show, I, which, which I is a show, which is yet, a show but... on my list. Um, <laughs> I heard it's really that... funny. I heard it's really I've, good. I've yeah. heard good things about it. I just haven't had access to FX for a, a long, long time. So, uh, gonna try to find a way to watch it because, uh, yeah, she's she's in that show and uh, it's been on my list. So, yeah, um, but I really enjoyed the movie. I went into it being like. I think I'm going to be bored because I knew it was going to be a long sort of one of those movies, uh, a Martin Scorsese movie, but, um, just a historical movie. Te- sometimes those movies uh, historical tend to movies tend to be, users. um, uh, but, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And this, what was it? The three and a half hours. You think Mario will by. shoot for a nice four hour flick after this? He did the Irishman. He did this one. You think he's working he's his way up his to way, a, a four or five Dude, hour film? He's slowly. If if society says we'll allow it, he'll do yeah, it. Yeah. If man. he keeps getting the if he keeps getting the the accolades he gets from the movies he makes, he's not just gonna that. Keep it's it's him the, up. The, the as long as fucking Disney, as long as fucking Marvel movies are allowed to be four hours, he'll make a five hour. Like he, the longer the 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 Avengers goes, <laughs> the the longer his movies will go. <laughs> he uh, he just recently found out about Letterbox and people have been oh, like man like waiting on bated breath for him to like because he's like pretty outspoken he's not like big on the Marvel movies he is like pe- people are camping out on his Letterbox account waiting for him to like one star a bunch of Marvel movies <laughs> oh no <laughs> speaking of Letterbox we're on Letterbox yeah check hey. us out you can see all the movies we review and all the movies we've seen that you didn't know that we've seen <laughs> you can see how we feel about all of them i think we're coming up on like 700 reviews it's mostly ratings we Stars. don't really like we, go we into go the in to the yeah we try to leave the the conversation for the pod but yeah it looks like well, for people to just ask us how we feel yeah we're coming if you up want on to know how we feel about a movie you can you can tweet us yeah oh we will let you know okay. <laughs> we're coming up on six 52 after the couple we got to add in here yes, yes so by the end of the year we'll definitely hit oh, we'll that hit 700, 700 mark no problem almost all horror movies yeah other than <laughs> maybe a couple muppet add-ins lots of muppets actually so subscribe uh, subtract like 20 we have very strong opinions <laughs> on the muppets and they're all positive it's true they're all positive um but I think that ends it. I think that's all we have to say today. That's all our final cuts. And that's all we have to say about Frankenstein. Uh, but, you know, who knows? The, the monster may return in the future. All right, and we'll end it on that. All right, everybody. Creep it real. Catch you next time. Fire bad. <laughs> <laughs>